What's up, uh, what's up, Batman: The Dark Knight Rises? What's up, uh, what's up, pal, Rubens? Which is <laughs> just the restaurant that you and I are going to open in a few years because we're pals and we both like Rubens a lot. Yeah, and obviously it'll be Pee Wee Herman's themed. Yeah, because Ugh. because his name because his name is Pee Wee Herman's. <laughs> That's my fucking favorite thing when people uh, when people either subtract s's or add um, s's like when uh, when people were fucking calling him Bernie Sander. What's up, what's up, fam? What's up, fams? What's up, Bernie Sanders? <laughs> what's up, Keith Richard? What's up, Jet? Gems and uh, Alex's, you know, just uh, Allen around. Just having so an Allen wrench. In, uh, we're talking about the policy today. Um, before that, I think it would be worth talking about uh, talking about insurance, insurance or insurance. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say yes, probably yes. Is that funny if we don't have a insurance? I guess it's a. There's like stuff that's kind of like that. There's like a reverse mortgage or whatever. That's not anything like insurance, but anyway, just cut to the thing with the episode. Let's get let's get this thing started before I keep embarrassing myself. Uh, let's let's fucking go, guys. everybody to another uh, ep- wonderful episode of check under the sea uh the 2021 sea lab 2021 podcast i'm your host jim i'm james and i'm uh fred fred ready hey, fries uh, we got we got sure for got fred fries here. fred shut up e dominic fries fred 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 fries those are the fries that come right out of your refrigerator, uh, and you put them in your God damn it, your uh, instant pot or whatever people cook in now, the air fryer, and uh, and it's delicious. I've got an instant pot that has an air fryer built in. That actually that sounds like a meme, but I'm pretty sure that actually fucking exists uh, somewhere. Um, I just have a a meme a meme kitchen gadget. I have a um, in, instant pot with a air fryer shell. Uh, <laughs> it's really good if you want your instant pot to suck balls. Good, it is divine. Much like, uh, much like fucking pink flamingos. Kevin, much like Kevin Divine. Much like, much like Adam Divine. I always get those two guys mixed up. They're both in the same flavor category of of people, uh, of people who just are weird versions of Tom DeLong. I feel like Adam Devine, you know, has been replaced recently by Adam to TikTok and uh God fuck. <laughs> not, <laughs> not a reality I'm really that into. 
to be honest. Actually, I kind of love TikTok <laughs> because so I mean I'm I'm skeptical of of Gen Z worship, you know, to the extent that that it's done, but. I do like love that folks are doing like closed captioning and like accessibility stuff on their TikToks. I think that's pretty rad. Yeah, I, I, but I, I'm with you, man. Like I'm on there. Um, I actually just recently got on there uh, just mostly to be a spectator and to post sub videos because that's a, it's the perfect medium for that. Um, and I just, I just legitimately, I had this moment where I was like, if I don't get on TikTok, the world is going to pass me by, which is a horrible loser fucking attitude to have. But um, I think that the ends justify the means and that now I have TikTok and I'm crushing it on there. Um, and very justify good. justify the memes, if you will. It, it's nice. true. Is that the episode? That's I think we're the done episode. Let's fucking yeah, cut it there. The good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Come come here to check under the sea uh, for some TikTok and culture commentary every week. Um, and uh, well, I've been your host, and, JI. Um, <laughs> Fred E. Dom Fries. Oh my gosh, dude! And I'm I'm fucking dude. I'm Freedom <laughs> Toast. I'm free Dom Toast because Dom Toast did nothing wrong. That's right, free Damn. Dom Toast. <laughs> Um, hey, but, Bill uh, posters. <laughs> Bill posters. A fucking innocent man is an innocent man. Uh, I refuse to be put in bin. Okay. <laughs> Let's fucking get. Wasn't a damn we're, we're, train wreck already. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the bit's the worst. Um, we're just doing the cold open after the greeting. Um, good. Uh, yeah. It's you all, got, you all, got your hands full with the edit here. Oh, it's fine. Don't edit this. No, I'm not going to edit it. Uh, it. It's a warm open. Um, maybe even a hot open. What 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 would a hot open be? It's, that's just the uh, first day that a pizza hot opens up. It's like, yeah. <laughs> they do like a cold open, you know, at a restaurant. Yeah, uh, dude. Is it called a cold no, open? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to invite you guys to our to our to our cold open we're doing for friends and family. <laughs> okay, um, today we're talking about the policy uh, season two episode two, aired on uh, November third two thousand two, and uh, high level here after running up thousands of dollars in credit card debt, Murphy cannot come up with a way to pay for it all, until of course Sparks intervenes. He takes out life insurance policies on the crew before sending them on a fatal fool's errand uh, and proceeds to kill Captain Murphy with a homemade Tesla coil uh, in the hot tub. However, Captain Murphy grabs Sparks as he's being electrocuted or electrically shocked, as we've been saying, um, killing Sparks as well. What do you guys think of this? I thought this was a very uh, tight episode. Um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I think they, the 70 30 is definitely like in a groove, which they pretty much hold on to until like midway through season three. I think this is just one of like the first like um, ones where you can look back and you're like, man, how many episodes have been this good? Man, there's been a bunch and they're all like pretty tightly wound and it's just like boom, boom, boom. 
and uh, one thing after another. And uh, I mean, none of it makes any sense, but I, I enjoy it. I similar feelings. I like this one a lot. Um, I think it's like well crafted, well you know, good good timing. There's not like a like an obvious like aberration of of one part of the story being too long or something like that. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely definitely similar feelings uh but like at the, at the same time like not even wow. really that funny at all um which is good no. too. like it's just kind of fun to watch but like i wasn't like laugh out loud like la- laughing out loud a lot there's a very specific flavor of of adult swim comedy for me at least um Adult, I like adult film shows so much historically because they make me feel a very specific way, which is, uh, and there's probably a French word for this or a German word for this. It's uh, the feeling of humor without actually laughing, um, where you're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but it doesn't make you belly laugh at all. Um, and this is, I think, this is a really good example of that sort of starting to take hold. Um, realistically, it, it, it had established itself in Space Ghost prior to this, but this is a this episode definitely makes me feel that way. I, I like that a lot. I, and cause I feel like it's kind of like the, it, it's like, I think so much of like the, the Western libidinal academy is like tied up in like these like big climactic moment, like belly laugh yep. type things. But this is just kind of like a sustained level of like oddness. Um, it's like Gamelan music or something more than like yeah. a fucking like, uh, not that there's anything odd with gamelan music. I fucking love gamelan music. Um, but like, you know, contrary to like the like Western classical or something where you have like these like, you know, peaks and valleys, like this is just kind of like that sustained level of, of, of fun. I, I think you can really see it when um, there's a scene right after Murphy reveals his, um, how he bought all these things as his magical goodies creator. He doesn't call it that yet, but he has his, uh, Credit card, which of course has 2021-0000-934-TXX. Uh, of course. And, right. and he has no idea how anything with credit cards work. And Marco has to go explain it. But I, I think like early on in the previous season, my, my sort of hunch would have been, they would have tried to make a joke out of like how this all works and have like a ba- banter back and forth like for 90 seconds. They don't do that in this episode. It goes to black, it like fades out of C-Lab, like the external scene, face to black, then comes right back in for the next scene. And like, it leave it up to the viewer to like, oh, okay, Marco explains like how credit cards work. Um, right. and, um, and it's funny because like 7030 assumes that everyone watching the show knows how credit cards work, which I mean, it's adult swim for adults, which really means it's a bunch of 14 and 15 year olds staying up until 10 p.m., my God to watch this episode and it's a it's probably a 50 50 if if people were actually totally understanding how credit cards work um and like how compound interest can really kill you uh but i i thought that was a nice uh nice thing to do with pacing but but i think it goes to your your point fred uh freds and uh and jim about just sort of the style of the humor i think it just got really uh, a little bit more developed a little bit tighter um and that, that's one of the things that kind of popped out at me about this episode when you were talking about G- gamelan music earlier i thought of, of a funny funny bit to do it'd be like if somebody was talking about gamelan be like 
fucking get fucking game land music dude <laughs> yeah dude i'll put on some fucking game land music and then just put on some like nickelback or some shit because uh, that's what you were playing when you were like doing game land with your friends exactly <laughs> um i just uh, one of the people that i land gamed with unironically like nickelback and i'll never forget that uh also fucking dude i had this recurring dream when i was a kid that i was like in a i was somewhere and like the church bells started fucking randomly playing gamelan music it's just insane (laughs) Uh, a huge a huge tangent to unfucking ravel everything there thanks for for dealing with my brain well to build on that tangent uh do y'all think that like nickelback will like ultimately receive the same like good graces that like that like Guy Fieri slash Kip Garza uh, have have received in the last ten years because like I saw like the like, there's like a Super Bowl ad or something where they they did the Google photo thing with like that photograph oh, yeah. and like I feel like they're like at that point where they can come back into like cultural good graces and like I don't know what do y'all think. The, the table is certainly set for that happening. Um, for one thing, the table is uh, set. I love that. <laughs> Mr. It's, it's, it's definitely true though. Like, because, yeah, yeah. dude, that, that type of music is having a, a, that style of music, the sort of butt rock is having a huge resurgence with the zoomers right now. And there's like a ton of um, people who are like making rap music that is influenced by it now. Uh, that's like one of the one of the trendiest kinds of music right now and so i think that like there is definitely a generation of people that just that are becoming adults at critical mass now that like don't understand uh the stigma that existed around butt rock in its time they just have they don't have any they don't have any literacy in that and so like it, it just seems like another option that's on the table um they don't understand the crimes yeah and of, so of in, in short in short, I think yes. And also, um, I listened to an episode of Chris Jericho's podcast that had two of the guys from Nickelback on it. They're really nice dudes. They're like really wow. down to earth people for being like, exactly. um, for being fucking, I mean, they're Canadian, obviously that contributes to it, but um, for just being these larger than life rock stars that make bajillions of dollars, um, they're really down to earth and that's cool. I think you're probably onto something there. I feel like in five years they're gonna be like, yeah, well, well loved, and of course, like our generation will also then, you know, because we 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 are the masters of mimesis, we will then begin to love them again as well, or or newly love them, for sure, um, but not before we spend like three to five years absolutely fucking belly aching about it like we do about everything too. <laughs> So I like uh, they Murphy calls the the vessel the Viking that there's scads of treasure there's gobs and gobs of treasure and the crew is trying to figure out what the hell is going on and I think it was Quinn that's like this this vessel sunk in 1944 there's no way it's Blackbeard's vessel and then like Stormy has no idea when when uh, pirates were but I think that's the kind of like funny without being funny thing that uh that like permeates the episode what's actually funny is when sparks is trying to explain i think it's the this, this scene before he's trying to explain his, his little plot to murphy he put his he puts his hand under his mouth and starts whispering and murphy's like 
look, I can't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> that, 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 is one of the, that is one of the few belly laugh moments in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here yeah. for it. And the, uh, like, he's like signing, Murphy is signing his name to the life insurance policy. He's like, he's almost done. He's like, Hey, wait. And you're like, oh man, he's going to figure this out. And then he just puts his heart, the heart thing over the eye. Yeah, of yes. <laughs> that made me, that made me laugh a lot. Um, For one thing, like how fucking funny is it to spell Murphy with an I at the end? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do that from now on, even though that's not my name. Uh, I, I imagine he was going to just like put a fucking heart over the Y as well, because I feel like that's exactly the kind of thing Murphy would do. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Other stuff I love was like he's like Murphy's trying to talk to the crew and the and the Viking and Sparks like yeah this feed is video only and Quinn starts talking and Sparks like oh look at that <laughs> and like low level I enjoyed they're like they they find those skeletons and Murphy's like talking about it and uh, and Quinn's like well as you can see through the camera and it cuts to the camera feed in front of the skeletons. But then it's like, well, how the hell are they looking at like the rest of the crew if not through that camera? Uh, I thought that was uh, uh, that made me giggle. As did that the date on when this all transpired was four twenty twenty one, so it happened on a Tuesday, and it's also four twenty, which uh, uh, made me laugh a lot. I I liked in in this in the bit with the camera. He's like they referenced the. Um the Al Capone, uh, Al Capone's vault all over again, which like, if you don't know, is this, there was like this live, like two hour special where some fucking news person was like, we found the location of Al Capone's vault. Um, you know, and then, and there's all this like buildup and they open it up and there's nothing in there. Um, yeah. Sometime in the eighties, I think. Uh, so like, yeah, like, a, a very good like adult swim reference if if adult swim's audience was actually just not 14 and 15 year olds um because you know i don't think i had any cultural consciousness of that like in the year the only, 2001 or 2002 uh, the only thing i knew about uh at that at this time was sinbad's dynamite which was a <laughs> new year's eve special uh where it was at I want to say it was it was 2000 or maybe 2001 either way um Sinbad himself uh as an alternative to the ball dropping demolished a building on live tv (laughs) I remember being at and I remember being at at Andrew's house um as we would back in the day and being like no, listen, I need to watch Sinbad's Dynamite. It's going to be cool. And uh, making everybody watch it. Everybody well, yes, enjoyed it, so I won. It's very rhizomatically related to this episode and, well, actually this weekend in general. One, because uh, Sparks ends up blowing up the ship with some dynamite or TNT, I'm not sure. Um, or Yeah, and, uh, and then second bit of just friend circle inside baseball coleman was quoting in a different group chat uh his misunderstanding of the lyrics to papa roach's uh cut my life into pieces song uh jim i'll let you take it from here 
Um, so there are a bunch of things that I misunderstood about the lyrics in that song, but the the best one. And this, mind you, this was up until literally 2016 that I thought that the lyric was this. I thought it was, would it be wrong? Would it be right? If I took my life tonight, chances are dynamite. Get out of here. Some, I got some dynamite chances of, of doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like your brain yeah. must have been like somehow like interpreted like dynamite like into like <laughs> yeah like, meaning, like good <laughs> that's absolutely what it was well it's just like it was just like a brain worm that developed when I first heard the song when I was in sixth grade and it just I never I never got rid of it I never exercised that brain worm um fuck I uh <sighs> I think I'd be remiss to not point out that our commentary of this episode is as disjointed and I, it's more useful, but it's pretty, it's pretty close to being as useless as the commentary on the DVD. Uh, yeah. For those who, for those who don't have it, the, the entirety of season two has uh, creator commentary on every episode and most of it's not, not particularly useful. Uh, they spend the entire time excited about bouncing fish, Quinn's facial proportions changing uh, and how they made uh, Stormy really stupid in C-Lab 2021 after being the uh, protagonist in C-Lab 2020. Uh, also excited about the segue and the fact that Murphy has no nipples or belly button, uh, <laughs> which I think we should talk about because that kind of creepy. I remember that creeping me out when I first saw this uh, uh, 20 years ago. It's like, where? I, I don't know what that says about me, but I was like, man, there's something not right with this guy in the hot tub besides being electrocuted with a freaking potato. Electrically shocked. Electrically, Electrically shocked. shocked. God. Like I just like imagine someone like producers with the cue cards. Like every time we say electrocuted, holds up the electrically shocked. Electrically <laughs> shocked. Get on message. Uh, yeah, James, I, I agree, and I feel like it's that kind of like Ken doll, uncanny valley feeling. Like the first time you looked at Ken doll, and there was just a smooth space. Uh, like I like it. You know, there's no like you know no no like, like like just this like slightly blurred like anatomy type thing like ken ken doesn't have a belly button or or nipples because he wasn't actually ever born and he can't reproduce because he can only be reproduced right. by capitalism damn my reality just set in it i bet you dealt with a lot of ken dolls growing up you're the only one of us three that had a sister that's true actually yeah i about I, mean, that. I I only ever had a Ken Adelberg doll. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. This is a Ken. Before we wrap, uh, I had I had one more observation that's actually about the episode. So please yeah. just uh, just just Before kill me that. here. But I really enjoyed the beginning of the episode where like a Quinn has his robe from uh, the credit sequence of Waking Quinn. Uh, Stormy has like he's like in pajamas and has like a teddy bear what it looks like the bear that it's similar to what the one will be used for grizzle bees which is a uh, really overused joke later on in the show uh, and then I love Murphy's room has uh, like the the ocelot I think it looks slightly different than the cat from uh, in the closet but also has a jazz soda machine from all that jazz it has a feng shui yeah. fighting game from Murphy Murphy and the feng shui bunch Right. The Bloom Popper game from Swimming into Oblivion, a Toy Sea Lab Exploration Vessel, and Chopper Dave's Helicopter, 
uh, shrunk down, which uh, the creators point out, but that's like the only uh, the only thing they really point out the entire <laughs> eleven minute commentary. But yeah, I, I I enjoy all those Easter eggs. So now that the show is like to the point where it can just like keep referencing itself, which makes me giggle a lot. But sorry for being boring. Let's go back to talking about um, Papa Roach. Pa- uh, yes, pa- uh, Papa Roach, Papa John's, uh, Papa Papa Papa's Fritas, Papa's Brabas. Thanks for keeping us down to earth. Um, oh, that's it. That's I, all I got. That's my last. My only... I had some. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, oh, I, had, oh, some, sorry. I had some ticker tape real quick here, just like some, some things that I don't don't think that have, have been hit substantially yet. Uh, the music at the beginning is really good <laughs> when, the, when like, <laughs> the music is playing. From, it has really absurdly, like like literally, unironically, the best snare tone I've ever heard anywhere. And uh, I want to know who made that music or if it came from anywhere. It sort of sounded like Pantera but like better um i'm curious about was there anything in the commentary about that no okay no unfortunately not um the animations with the pajamas really cracked me up um (laughs) i actually i actually know somebody uh who has night vision goggles (laughs) a friend of mine he is like very very tactical guy uh tactical and yeah he has actually has night vision goggles and they are very fucking expensive they cost like i don't know how much they cost but it's it's uh five you, you figures have a, you have to use a magical goodies creator to get it absolutely <laughs> um goodies creator. every rush album ever is really good yes. uh, it's not actually that that many records but it's it's funny because i was watching a tiktok uh of somebody i know who also has every rush album ever the same day like right after um <laughs> The ocelot joke uh, is literally a, is literally proto Archer. Like they literally brought the ocelot back in Archer. And, oh, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> but this where'd you get, where'd you get all this stuff? This place called stores. <laughs> that was uh, also I did a uh, laugh there. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, the 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 magical goodies creator language around the uh, the credit card like of course of course sparks called a credit card that and of course murphy's murphy bought it it's this whole like everybody patronizing murphy as if he's a giant child and he proves himself out to be a giant child over and over again um the diving exploring animations are always like a treat to see and that was always a nice um so uh, geometrical nice they're always just like yeah. smooth like straight lines <laughs> like, yeah they're very pleasing uh aesthetically um i love Mur- murphy's like crazy rich guy monopoly man fit i think it really goes off uh with the big hat and the white suit the white tux he, he yeah, looks like fucking like... cat he looks like captain colonel sanders america kind of um but but rich um of course murphy has a fucking segue right like that's uh at this point segues were still futurism and so it made complete sense that uh like segs i think that that's like that's probably something that to pull on the thread of at some point is like how much of the how much of what looked futuristic at this point and we'll probably cover this in 7211 if not others how much of what looked futuristic then has come to pass and has just become the totally fucking like hackneyed uh butt of a joke mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the, the um, creators do talk about that very briefly in the commentary. By talk about it, I mean, they, they're like, oh yeah, the segue, and they all just like laugh hysterically for about five seconds. Um, they, uh, at one point, I forget, I think that Spar- it's Sparks who refers to sack loads of treasure. Like, there's treasure <laughs> down there, right? Yeah, sack loads. Um, and then just like, Murphy's just like obsessed. Like he's just fixated on the idea that there is indeed treasure, and it's somehow like the, somehow there's gold, they're golden skeletons, and that's what the treasure is. Um, <clears throat> there's the people saying "you're an ass" light motif that keeps like popping up in all the Adult Swim stuff from this era. Uh, again, big big cross referentiality between this and Space Ghost. There, um, the homemade Tesla coil. Yeah, popping up again, back again. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just wonderful. Fit nicely into my life because I watched uh, the Prestige like two weekends ago, and I was like, "Man, like, what what was 2005?" Was my question then. I feel like we like 2005 was p- potentially the most dark academia world or like era of like culture yet like every movie was dark academia in 2005 i swear yep true tesla major major part of that aesthetic oh absolutely. Not, not the tesla car but tesla nicola i was gonna say that's the uh that's the guy with the cars right yeah uh elon tesla that's his metal rhyme yeah. it's Steve elon time. tesla tim apple jeff amazon uh, all good all good stuff but I ask you, um, I don't know where, where that went. Uh, I like it. <laughs> a big bowl of dead guy soup. Uh, fun little line there. Um, oh my god! See you. Those, detec- see you those detectives. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping a jumping ahead a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> up. See you in hell then. Probably. It's <laughs> <laughs> like being very matter of fact about about the fact that they're dying. Um, very good. Like. A, oblique reference to how how nonchalant people tend to be about that in like mob movies um i've been watching a lot of mob movies lately so like that's probably just like the departed if we had the departed has become one of my favorite movies and this is the worst possible timeline for me because of that but is what it is um and then just like the again the 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 further nonchalance during the credits when when sparks and murphy are in hell uh, and Sparks about start, Sparks talks about having an entire ass full of red hot coals. Uh, I just like that the the emotional flatness, the flatness of affect when they're talking about that is is a, a good bit. It's really, like the, it's really all I had. The hell bit actually segues kind of nicely into 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 my my only real like takeaway from this one, which is that like I think that they were. I don't know, maybe unintentionally like exploring all these interesting things about like the relationship between like literal like economic debt and and like the concept of like justice and um, and like that like relation. So like uh, a lot of this shit just comes straight out of out of Nietzsche, but you know the uh what was the german word like schuld and schulden like guilt and debt are the same damn word same fucking Um, word in german (laughs) which like is kind of amazing um and yeah it's like but like i think like the the idea of like um you know debt is like this kind of 
key component of like civilization in a lot of ways. Like you kind of have to have like a concept of like debt and credit in order to, you know, build and civilize and do all this shit. But it can also be obviously like misused, you know, to buy like all of your favorite uh, like arcade games and hot tubs and like it, it, et cetera. Um, all of your favorite hot tubs. <laughs> yeah, favorite I did. Hot tub. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Dude, uh, I got, I'm just going to get on. I'm just going to get on fucking um, hot tub store.com. Uh, our sponsor today, by the oh, way. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Hot tub store.com. Go on there. You can, you can, you can log on to the internet on your, your computer or mobile device and, uh, and browse all your favorite hot tubs, buy them for a, uh, Buy them for less than MSRP. Um, mm. We 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 price match, folks. You find them in retail. Um, they they will go they will go piss in that store's gas tank and knock down the price for you. Be sure to hot, check out Be sure to check out their YouTube channel, Hot Tubes, as well. Uh, one of the better oh, fuck uh, ones out there. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, like, I, I think like the ultimate idea is if you have like too much debt, you have to be killed. Like that's like, that's the same, that's the logic of debt, right? Like you have to repay it in some way, um, whether like, you know, economically or being electrically shocked in a hot tub by, by some fucking, you know, conniving malevolent person. Um, that's basically all I got. I, you know, this, this kind of made me think real quick. I don't have much of a thread to pull on here, but the sort of use of credit cards to get sort of instant gratification, you know, material possessions that you don't actually probably need. Um, I mean, it's fun to get an arcade game or whatever. And like, I just remember being very young and like, that's actually how video games would be advertised. Like, so Sega and some other um, companies got kind of their start as like, we're going to bring the arcade experience home never really quite was that because the hardware just wasn't a one for one. Uh, but you know, like being little, I was like, man, one day I'm going to be an adult. I can, I can buy whatever I want. And now I'm an adult and um, I fear the magical goodies creator because I know I can, I can get what I, whatever I want, but not whatever I need. No, but uh, it, you know, it could, it could lock me in some sort of bad financial stress. And I'd much rather use money in like an insurance policy or something like that. Something actually more responsible so it is funny. This uh, this episode's uh, probably inadvertently uh, juggling uh, credit cards, which are super convenient and like a very good invention for for most people, um, with like insurance policies, which obviously can be um, abused if you kill somebody with electrically shocking them or uh, you know TNT dynamite. Uh, but obviously, are like a much better sort of financial decision than uh, you, you know overloading your your magical goodies creator. Hell yeah. That's a fact. <clears throat> I, I, I think that that's, that's very true. And like, yeah, like I think that like, right, like credit cards as like a form of debt are very, very like odd and interesting. Like, cause right, like, like there's some like abstraction of money there that's sort of like necessary and, and useful. And like, there's some like concept of like trust in society that's probably beneficial for us to have, like, you know, like it's probably good that the people that control the money also have some sense of trust, but like the fact that sure. you then have to like destroy that person's life for seven years, if they screw up their credit card 
is like is personally painful to me because that happened to me in, in college and like I like then had to worry about my credit score until into my 30s um and it's just like this very odd form of like you know like like I, th I think one of the most literal like forms of like economic violence that is like very much every day that happens to folks is like overloading their credit card when they have no idea how to actually responsibly use their magical goodies creator. Yeah, well, it doesn't I, doesn't help in school. We we talk more about cumulonimbus clouds than we do about how compound interest works. Sorry, how many branches sorry, of government are there? Uh, there's three. There's the <laughs> corporations, the military, and the media. Thank you, everybody. Jeff, over to you. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I have. Um, over to over to over to Keith uh, Keith Dan Electro with the weather. Uh, that 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 was a nice that was a nice weather report. Um, takes a tough man to make a tender forecast. Keep fucking that chicken. It's a really good early YouTube um, video. If, if people haven't seen that, I, I go bet to, go to, to YouTube.com and look up "Keep fucking that chicken." It's going to be the first thing that comes up. Some guy just legitimately says "Keep fucking that chicken" on live TV. Uh, nice. It's great. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining y'all watch the episode enjoy it join us next time peace and love